Fitz, you know, Fitz fires us up, really. And that's yeah. just like what Fitz so, does. Based on the Mueller report, we had to bring in an expert because, you know, I call myself an expert, but I'm not. I, I poured over <laughs> all really four. Not. By the way, I poured over all four. Papers. We have uh, Fox 5 political reporter Tom Fitzgerald with us today. And this is a special treat. This by is the way. a special treat. I'm glad to be here. Fitz knows his stuff. Host He's usually of On the Hill. On the Hill. Andy, uh, can I plug my own podcast? Of course you can. Of course. On the, the On the Hill podcast. On the Hill podcast. On the Hill Sunday morning. One of the top rated Sunday morning shows in Washington, D.C. I keep going. And, Your first and I'm not giving Sunday him a talk. raise. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Fitz. <laughs> just, just, just compliments today. <laughs> Fitz, we'll, we'll definitely talk more about your podcast, but we're, how often does it come out? Does it come out on Sundays? Every Monday every morning. Monday. Every uh, Monday morning, okay. What, the beauty we have is that we have these wonderful guests that come in every Sunday. And the problem with that mm. is I only get them for 22 I've minutes. I've never been asked. Half a, you're wow. getting asked right now. Can I, can I draft you in a Yeah, service? I'm coming on. You going to pay him? I want to sag after it. Yeah, you should. Get- <laughs> I, <will>. <laughs> <laughs> you should get one. I just did get back from Vegas where I went did very well out there. So I might I'm be heading out. I'm that. heading to Vegas on April 7th. To do what? Just for fun? National Association of Broadcasters. Okay. Was, and then you'll be gambling. I have to buy some new equipment for a brand new facility. Oh, that'll be fun, actually. What do you want? It's fun to buy equipment. It is. I've got a story. Even a better Especially podcast. when it's not my money. Yeah, exactly. I've got a story to tell you in a moment. Uh, okay. Las Vegas. What was going on that day when right. the news came down that That'll, Robert Mueller had we'll, finished we'll, his report? We'll get that to... Uh, okay, so we have to talk... I mean, Patrick, this is like a huge One of the greatest weekends in American history. Can you play some John Phillips Sousa so music? Sarah, Sarah sent me a note over the weekend. She goes, okay, could you just not be totally gleeful on what... Uh, I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> honestly, I was like, oh my God. Plus no, the Michael I, Avenatti I'll give you a fair. Like, oh I'll give you a complete fair assessment. Okay, tell us tell us well, all your thoughts. This and then we want, the obviously, expert yeah. commentary here. So, Tom, just jump in. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few things. So, I, I agree it's complete vindication, even though the obstruction question is still out there where, obviously, Mueller... So, Mueller, no collusion. Very clear, no collusion. Uh, and then he, in essence, punted on the obstruction uh, back to Barr and Rosenstein, who then concluded that... Um, it didn't measure up to an obstruction charge. Now, everyone's like, well, how can you make that decision in a day and a half or two days since seeing the report? Well, as it turns out, Rosenstein obviously has been involved in the investigation from the beginning. He oversaw the investigation when Sessions recused himself. Okay. And then you had Barr, who, according to multiple reports, Mueller told Barr three weeks ago that he couldn't come to a conclusion on obstruction. So the, that's what the attorney general's there for. Right. Right? Right. To make a decision. And now everyone's ripping the attorney general. So, and right, we'll that go, it should have gone to the Senate, right? They basically were saying it that should it should have never gone to con. Like, the, that's what the Attorney General is there for, okay? When, when Loretta Lynch had to recuse herself, in essence, because of a tarmac meeting with Bill Clinton, and Comey came out, by the way, incorrectly and publicly laid out the case against Hillary and then said, well, it still doesn't meet charges, um, that was the end of it. No one asked for the report. And granted, that wasn't a two-year investigation, so I'm not comparing those two. But I, I, I think it's 95% vindication. I think it's the Democrats again now overreaching once more. We got to see the report. Yeah, let's see the report. I, I'm fine with seeing the report. The only reason they want to see the report, though, is to pu- pick apart for political purposes. To to go over the details of the of the of of the uh, Donald Trump Jr. meeting 
you know, the tower meeting right, and other right. things and, and, and so forth. So I, I think it's a huge win for the president. Enormous win. I, can't, I don't think you can underestimate. No, seriously, the win for political purposes, legal purposes. Um, and then it, it was like a Godfather movie. Did you ever see the end of the, the Godfather <laughs> where Pacino's just knocking memory. everybody off? Like this weekend, the Mueller report comes out, huge win. Avenatti gets arrested yesterday, huge win. Like what? And then they win the they win the the the, uh, uh, court ruled against uh, Obamacare again as unconstitutional yesterday. Nobody had a bigger Friday in their lives than Donald Trump had on Friday. It just and it continued into yesterday on Monday because when you look. At the two, there were two big questions to tackle in Robert Mueller's report. Okay, collusion and obstruction of justice. And as I said, I have dutifully read all four pages. I believe it. Yes, I believe it. William Barr's um, report on Mueller's findings, and he says the investigation didn't. This is a quote. The investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. That means what President Trump has been saying for two years, no collusion. It might not say it the way Donald Trump says it. It might not say it with the same inflection, energy, or way, or style that Donald Trump says it. But that's basically, in capital letters, no collusion. Now, the other issue is the one that the Democrats right now are circling in on, along with this demand to have the report released. And that is the question of obstruction of justice. The question is this. Did Donald Trump, by firing Jim Comey, commit a crime by obstructing a federal investigation? Bob Mueller is the former director of the FBI. Jim Comey is one of his protégés. William Barr is a personal friend. These three are not unknown to each other. Right. Robert Mueller states in his report, while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. That means he can commit a crime and And not one at this point that he could be charged with. There's not enough evidence. So what I don't understand is, and I think the report should come out. I really do. Minus the grand jury testimony and anything that's classified or uh, White House uh, um, privilege and some of those other things. Okay. I think they have to scrub the report to a certain degree. The Dems who are calling for every piece, every they, they know that's not possible. So that's kind of a false narrative okay. on their part. It's just to get people riled up. But 19 lawyers, 40 FBI agents, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 search warrants, 500 witnesses, wiretaps and so forth, information from 13 foreign governments, $25 million, and he couldn't come to a conclusion. He came to a conclusion on, on he came to a conclusion on collusion, right, right. but obviously not on the obstruction. But this theory that all of a sudden Willem Barr is some partisan, tr- I love how they say hand-picked Trump Attorney General. Well, who is well, hand-picked? Right, the Attorney General's yeah, always picked by the President of the United States. So that's, again, false narrative. Rod Rosenstein, who's the deputy attorney general, who obviously weighed in on this extensively, is not well liked by Trump and right. vice versa. Right. But he, by the way, he's the guy who it's alleged he said, I'm willing to wear a wiretap to yes. trap the president. Yeah. All agreed. No obstruction. So this is a false narrative by the Dems. It's their grasping at straws. And 
I'll just throw this in, and I want Tom's opinion on this. I tweeted a couple times about Joe Biden, and this is why I've been telling you if Joe Biden runs, he gets the nomination, I think, easily. Okay. He hasn't weighed in on this because Joe Biden, I believe, understands, even before the Mueller report came out, most Americans, especially in the states that the Dems have to turn over, they're not talking about this at home. They don't care. Yeah. And I hate to say it like that. They really don't care because yeah. it's been two years. It's like we're done with this. Now that there's a report that's out and says no collusion, the Dems could yell and scream and talk about obstruction all day long. No one cares. I saw this firsthand when it comes to people's uh, interest or lack thereof in what's going on with the Mueller report. You know, you, when you live in Washington, D.C., when you live in the Beltway, when you work here, you tend to kind of swim in this bathtub where this is what the political universe is and what everybody should be focused on is because what this city talks about. Friday afternoon, I'm standing in Las Vegas at the craps table at the Paris Casino. <laughs> it's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Las Vegas time. It's March Madness weekend. That's why I'm out there. Sure. I'm with my godfather, I'm with his son and some friends, and we are celebrating my godfather's 73rd birthday. Every television in the Paris Casino is turned to a March Madness football game, except at one point when my phone buzzes and I get an alert from the Associated Press that Robert Mueller has concluded his investigation. At that point, I look up on the television and I see that the basketball game that was there a moment ago is no longer there, but has been replaced by a special news report from CBS News. I am the only one in <laughs> this entire... I'm not making this up. I've got the picture on my phone I can show you. I am the only one in this jam-packed casino on March Madness weekend who is watching this special report until the guy to my right looks up, sees that the television is no longer on basketball, and screams at the television, <laughs> turn on the effing game. Well, what's crazy is I have my, I have my liberal friends, yeah. and yes, I do have liberal friends, uh, they're, you know, they're texting me, they're emailing me, they're like, well, we got to see the report, we got to make sure we know what's in it, and we got to make sure that it's not a, some sort of cover-up, and all that. I'm like, wait a second. The highly respected Bob Mueller looked at this for 675 days, okay? Yeah, yeah. And they're acting like they're going to see something in there he didn't. I know. <laughs> like, and his team, so I mean, how many people you, did he have working right, with? Right, I mean, and, and, and the White House turned over I can't even, what, 1.4 million yeah. documents or some yeah. ridiculous number. So, I mean, we could we could belabor this, but my it's purely political. They want to see the report. It's a great talking point. Although I will say, I think on the campaign trail, it's going to go, the, the, the talk of impeachment's over. Yeah, I agree right? with that. So that's, all, that's off the table. They could talk about the SDNY investigations, all these other houses. They'll last forever. There's, there's not going to be another investigation on this president until maybe he wins or loses re-election to the depth and scope of this. And they found not enough to charge on either right. collusion and or obstruction. And by the way, he had a right to be angry for the last years. We talked about how angry he was in his rhetoric and fake news and this and that. Now kind of go back and put yourself in his shoes. He knew there was no collusion all along. He right. knew it. His, his presidency was questioned. His election was questioned. It, his 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 uh, loyalty to the United States was questioned. They called him a Russian agent. They called him treasonous. You know, you have all these people. They put actually the it wasn't the White House, but I believe it was the RNC put out a list yesterday of 
individuals mm. who have been over the top and said and claim to have seen direct evidence the shifts the nadlers the blumenthal's the tom perez's of the world and they're basically asking news organizations to not have these individuals on uh the rnc kellyanne conway and now kevin mccarthy from the republican party have all called for adam schiff to step down they said he can't oversee the House Intelligence Committee because he's come out and made false statements. So I, I think the Trump administration and the White House and the campaign, the reelection campaign, this has a lot of legs for them in a lot of different directions. Well, One of the things I think is important, though, to, to remember, yeah. though, is that Russian interference did happen. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, this uh, wasn't but that like wasn't this investigation. That That's was not another this investigation. The question here was, and I go back to something Donald Trump Jr. said. At the very beginning of this, even before Donald Trump was inaugurated as, as the 45th president of the United States, asked about this in December of 2016, Donald Trump Jr. said that the interworkings of the Trump campaign were so dysfunctional at the time, they couldn't collude with themselves, <laughs> right, let alone right. Which is true. launch a secret back channel conspiracy with the Russian government in order to get themselves elected. Right. Now, clearly, there are stops along the way that raised eyebrows. Yeah, absolutely. One of those was in July of 2016 when Donald Trump held a press conference the week of the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia and said, hello, Russia, are you listening? Yeah. Right. But that is very different. I, Making, a, whether it was a joke or whether it was just an aside on him, that is very different than a 22-month, $25 million investigation by one of the preeminent law enforcement individuals in this country's history. Remember, Bob Mueller just didn't take this on as his first assignment. Sure. Bob Mueller took over the FBI yeah. days after 9-11. I mean, highly respected. You know, they talked about passing legislation and bills to uh, protect Mueller. Mueller concluded his investigation. I've said for the last 50 weeks on this podcast that Trump's rhetoric against Mueller was uncalled for. There was no reason for it. Um, obviously, he was angry and potentially rightly so, but that right. I don't believe gave him an excuse to question Mueller's uh, credibility and integrity. So I think that was something that he didn't need to but do. That is what Trump does with it, it anyone is. he and, sees and as a threat. You're, you're either going to you're yeah. either going to accept that or, or or not accept it. But let's talk about. And I want to ask Tom this. So you know, we're in the media. I'm not a journalist. Tom is. I will say though that, and we've talked about this all year. The stuff we've been seeing on some cable news outlets and from some highly respected publications. Uh, print journalists. Uh, I hope this, and I don't. Based on what I've seen the last two days, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's going to change, which is sad. Okay. But this was journalists hoping something was true, and reporting it as such. That's very, very, very dangerous. And you know, Tom, you could jump in, but I, I, I think that everyone needs to take a step back. They clearly got this wrong. They, they thought when he said no collusion that he was the bad guy. You had, there wasn't enough, I mean, there was just not enough fact-checking. Right. Not enough challenging on this. And this goes for whether Obama was president or if it was Hillary. I just think journalists have to, they really have to check themselves. 20 years ago, I worked in uh, cable news. 
we had a consultant come to the station one time and he did a little poll of all the staff and he said how many of you people worked in broadcast news and a couple of us raised our hands and he said how many of you have worked in cable news before not many of us raised our hand and one of the things he said is I, I want you to remember this and I have for 25 years now he says we have evidence that people go to cable television for affirmation right they go right. to broadcast television for information yep. meaning there's That's a good. different audience there when I turn on my television, I have a 24-hour network that's devoted to game shows. I have a 24-hour network devoted to cooking. I have a 24-hour channel connected to cartoons and et cetera and et cetera and et cetera. The interest of a cable network, any cable network, is to have a continuing storyline for which people will return right. to continue the story. That's a very dangerous thing when you apply that to journalism because there is a self-interest there in creating a storyline for which people will return. Yeah, I mean, one of the heads of one of the large cable networks, you know, came out with a statement and said, so we're, we're not investigators. We report the facts. Well, that's not, you are. Yeah, that's a that's hard a, that's statement. A, that's, a, that's a weak back statement. Back up, yeah. Right? You are an investigator in the sense that you have to investigate the facts. You have to verify the facts. You have to vet the facts. When you have pundits on, you need to challenge them. You need to question them. You can't be part of their narrative. Right. Kamala Harris came out this morning or yesterday and said she, you know, part of her, one of her campaign promises to raise uh, teacher wages 13500 Okay. You had a CBS morning news reporter this morning when interviewing her said, I commend you for this policy. I saw that. That's not reporting. It's not. You shouldn't be commending Kamala Harris for this. It's not like she just saved cancer. Okay? Actually, it's a policy decision that many, many, many people might disagree with. You can't be commending her for it. That's not your job. I actually saw that interview, and it was I think it was Gail King. No, it, no, it was, it was uh, the other one. Oh, well, woman. Gail oh, is Paul like, Jigen. come on. That's no, no. like a talk uh, show. It was, the, it was the other anchor, but you, Patrick's right. Oh, that was said in my thoughts sitting there. My question was not, I commend you for that. The proper question, I thought, was, how are you going to pay for this? Because that's what I get back to about information. Our and job, she may have asked that. I didn't see the entire interview, yeah. so I don't want to say she did not ask that question. But you just can't. It's that feeling of like we're in this with you rather than I'm the reporter right. or I'm the journalist. You're the person, the person being, being interviewed. interviewed right. right. And, and, if, and you're, if you're going to get into this business and you're going to be a reporter, you have to be totally okay and comfortable with not being liked and saying impertinent things to your guests and asking them uncomfortable questions. And I'm not saying we should be in the gotcha business yeah. just to be in the gotcha business. And if somebody does something but great, I mean, but to bend over backwards and commend somebody on a policy, which is unfortunate. Right. What I found interesting about that, that interview in particular, I think speaks to a larger problem right. for the Democrats right now. And I think maybe even for, for some of these cable television networks as well, too. As we draw the curtain on the Mueller investigation, and I'm talking about the Democrats right now, they are now going to be forced to shine a spotlight on the problems in their own party right now. Policies like this, astronomical teacher raises, Medicare for all, the aspects of socialism that has crept into some of their discussions amongst themselves in some of their own fights, that's going to get a lot more scrutiny now because if we're not talking about Donald Trump every day and we're not talking about Robert Mueller, 
we are going to start looking at what they are proposing as a replacement for him. Right. And a lot of it is completely out of sync yeah. with the vast stretch of the middle Listen, of this Trump, country. Trump does enough yeah. on his own <laughs> for them to, you right. know, but so anyway, I, we can move on from the Mueller report. But I just think um, I think the report will eventually come out. I think it'll be a scrubbed version. I think the Democrats in, in the House on the House side in particular will try to pick it apart and find create some sort of well you know Barr was this bad guy and the memo he wrote supporting that you can't obstruct what's not a crime will come has come into question and will continue to come well, into question hopefully you know, they move to, on uh, i spoke <laughs> yes. to john malcolm but i'm glad I, I, they need to move yeah on. they do need to move i spoke on. to john real quick i spoke to john malcolm yesterday from the heritage foundation john's a former uh, uh justice department official he actually uh worked and knows bob Mueller. And John said this, this isn't over because there is no large scale investigation in our country's history, whether you want to talk about the Warren Commission report, right. whether you want to talk about Tom Kane's 9-11 report, the Iraq War Study Group, there is always going to be endless debate and discussion about these reports. But it does allow the country to come to a conclusion a period of quotation mark and then move on yeah. and that's the stage we've reached right now uh robert Mueller is done it's time for the country to move on yeah and to see what's next i think yeah. the country will move on to questions i don't think the democrats will so we'll see where that yeah. goes that would be a huge mistake yeah. you wanted to talk better o'rourke yeah i mean i <laughs> with tom here yeah yeah i i listen i I really I want to talk about just the, where I think the Democratic field is right now. I okay, mean, I know and we, there's been two, you know, Biden hasn't announced. Hasn't announced But yet. supposedly he is almost looking, did. Yeah, close to them. Came close, and there's some speculation and some rumors, and Stacey Abrams, yeah, that who was the big... ran for, obviously, governor of Georgia, fell short, uh, is being discussed. Rumors are speculating that Biden might come out and pick her as VP out of the gate early, which would be very interesting. Um, I'm not sure if that's unprecedented or not, but it would certainly, I think, throw a wrench into the mix. Right. Uh, I, I just think the Democratic presidential candidates, for the most part right now, are not running good campaigns. You know, they didn't go to APAC, which is the Israeli, you know, uh, uh, although I do give credit to Steny Hoyer from Maryland, who went and kind of called out. Uh, Amano Omar. Oh, Omar and a few others for anti-Semitism. I give him a lot of credit. He, 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 I don't remember the exact quote, but he says something to the fact we have 63 new or 62 new members in the House, not just three. Right. Kind of yeah, yeah, talking to about the media how they're things. just focusing on those three. Right. Um, I, every, every policy you hear they come out with now is we're going to pay for something for free. Right, we're going to raise teacher salaries. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I just, I, I, I think Biden is playing this well. If he sit, you know, assuming he runs, I, I think he, I think he is doing. I think he's been very smart. Sit he, back and wait. Yeah. Not making crazy comments. Not, you know, I mean, Biden knows that this Mueller report was good for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. And I, and that doesn't mean he's going to come out and say, "Oh, I like Trump." No, he he doesn't like Trump. Biden's right. criticism is mostly of the president recently character more about character yeah, absolutely and, and that's where he is open um, for serious yeah. criticism and he should be 
Uh, so how do you let's talk about Michael Avenatti, <laughs> you know, because that was that was really big news. So, uh, you know, arrested uh, post three hundred thousand dollars bail. Multiple arrests, right? Multiple yeah. arrests. Well, not multiple arrests, but multiple, well, multiple charges. charges in California. This and is New York. for allegedly at this point trying to extort Nike. So two separate things. New York was to extort Nike. In essence, he said, um, I have information that you're running some sort of scam on with high school and colleges for sneakers, and we're going to expose it unless you give me 20 to $25 million. And I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing there. Mm-hmm. The second charge is in L.A. saying um, tax evasion, fraud. Yeah. And, and a few other... Uh, he's had uh, a lot of problems. I mean, he's had an ex-wife come out, said that he's $2 with, million dollars behind in yeah, child support. Well, he's a million dollars behind in taxes. They say he's behind in child support. Stormy Drivers, Daniels has parted ways. I mean, who said that she's not surprised by this. Yeah, and, yeah. It sounds uh, like Not shocked yeah. by it at all. He also had uh, sexual... Um, Assault charges, That's but right. they were dropped. They right. were dropped. But okay. he also, yeah, he's. Um, it was a very good three days for Donald Trump. It's an example of the dangers. Ben Shapiro pulling. called it. Trump's having a fever dream, and these are all the good <laughs> things that are happening. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, you know, it speaks to the dangers of anointing these people who you've never heard of, who drop out of thin air, as somehow. These new bold virtuous oh, voices, kind of like Beto. Well, I mean, said. to be fair, you know, Donald Trump did have sex with Stormy Daniels, and then they did pay her off. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, so she needed an attorney because Donald Trump was threatening her, Michael I mean, as well as other women who but he had Michael Avenatti arrived. But that on doesn't the mean scene. he's a presidential candidate. Michael Avenatti arrived on the scene. Well, Avenatti is a massive ego. But they treated him. that was riding to Stormy right. Daniels' rescue somehow. We know now that Michael Avenatti seemed a lot more interested in promoting Michael Avenatti than he did in the interest of his own client. Otherwise, his own client might still be his He client. appeared on MSNBC and CNN. Like one, many attorneys do. 185 times. I started times. to think he had his own show. They liked the story he was telling. They liked the narrative. They liked that he would attack Trump. So they had him on all the time. Which all that's fine. It's just then you that's can't fine. be trying to extort. Listen, people. I'm sure someone's been on Fox News who doesn't like the Dems who's been on 185. I I'm not right. trying to say right. one's better than the other. I'm just saying, to Tom's point, again as journalists, we, we just have to be careful um, who were who were making the so-called experts and anointing the next white knight of you know Long anti-Trumpism. Time. Right. Long time ago, I had a, a news director tell me, and uh, he said, you know, everybody has an agenda. And that when you deal with these people, you have to step back and think to yourself, what's their agenda? Michael Avenatti's agenda appeared to be Michael Avenatti. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're right. I'm surprised that celebrity attorney Mark Garagos is caught up in it, too. You're surprised yeah, by they're that? They're saying he's the co-conspirator. Yeah, but he's not been charged. has had a pretty long career. But he's not been charged, right? Not been charged. I wonder if this, I, saw, I heard somebody yesterday say it, I wonder if this is going to impact the R. Kelly, because R. R. Kelly's attorney, Avenatti, isn't he the one who, Oh, found the tape. he has a sex tape. Gloria Allred says she has one too, yeah. So this could be interesting if that I even... I believe he was involved in the Jesse Smollett case as well. Too. Yeah, so he's... It's going to be interesting. He inserts himself in. So what's, what can we talk about fun? There's a lot of politics today. Well, we didn't talk about Beto. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Add what you... Um, well, you know, the it, it's been interesting to kind of watch this first wave of candidates. We talked about Joe Biden a minute. Joe Biden kind of holding back, uh, you know, before he announces... Right. This first wave of candidates that kind of jumped in, you know, you've got a mix there. I think you've got um, the largest group of women, obviously, who have ever yep. announced 
for president. Um, you've got this kind of other tier, I would say, of governors nobody has heard of. Yep. Um, and then you've got Mayor Pete. Mayor who, Pete, who, who early on is actually turning some heads, uh, surprisingly amongst th- and some I think Democrats. you pronounce it Buttigieg. 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 We had a. Oh. The only reason I know that is because we used to have a producer here named uh, Christine Buttigieg. Really? And she has schooled me on how to. So he's moved up to third in the polls. Yeah. Uh, he he he, wow. he handles himself very well. Seems very smart. Veteran, veteran, openly gay. Um, so he, I he's making a lot of. I mean, he apparently in Iowa he was at zero percent on January fifteenth, <laughs> and now he's at eleven, I believe. Yeah, he is. Uh, wow, sig- that's, he is that's impressive. That, yeah, that, and you know that's significant. Iowa is the kind of place. Um, where you know a lot of people criticize the primary system, I think rightfully so, because of the way it is weighted towards states where not a lot of people live. However, it's it, it's very important in this respect. When you go to Iowa, and I've I've been in New Hampshire when when Bill Bradley ran for president. Right. Um, it's the kind of place where you can actually sit in a living room with six people and get face to face. And they know what they're talking. They know what they're talking. They wear it as a badge of they honor know their to politics. know the candidates, to know their politics. They take it very seriously, which is great. Um, so, listen, he's he's making some headway. Um, I th- again, I think if Biden gets in, that knocks him down a peg. I, you know, I thought the last poll I saw, Biden comes in at thirty-one percent out of the gate. Wow, which is pretty si- strong. When yeah. I was when I was a kid, there used to be a magazine my parents got me called Highlights. And one oh, of my, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite cartoons. Tom's of really lives. dating himself on yeah, this I'm podcast, by really the way. Old. Bill, I, I, Bill should Bra- I explain what a magazine is? Bill Bradley, <laughs> um, Dollar Bill, Dollar Bill. Um, but one of my favorite cartoons in that magazine that was always the Goofus and Gallant one. It was the two identical brothers, and one go- brother was you know virtuous, and the other brother was you know vacant of a lot of things. Um, in some ways, Mayor Pete and Beto O'Rourke may be the Goofus and Gallant of this particular oh, wow. field, because for every specific policy that Mayor Pete Expouses and talks about in detail for every specific story he can relate as far as being a, an executive uh, in the state of Indiana or his veteran's career. Beto O'Rourke seems completely comfortable with not saying a thing about anything. Right. And he has fake demonstrated it, this fake over, it till you make and it. over and over it and really over work. again. He's <laughs> might, very, who knows? I don't think so. I think white what you're blue shirts. Beto is blue slacks and standing. I, I, on things I agree. Appear to I think be, the Democrats are going to yeah. nominate yeah. someone with some some stature. Like uh, maybe to update your highlights magazine, like twenty five years. It's basically the equivalent of someone going viral once for a mm-hmm. video. Yeah. You know, that's very funny, but it's very hard to replicate that over and over. And yeah. Beto O'Rourke had a very great viral moment, but then you've got to recreate that every single week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be really struggling yeah. to be able we'll to do say, that. Although. The uh, Obama senior uh, campaign aide just became his campaign manager, so she that sees might something. Help. Well, so I, I think he's a marketing experiment. And, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. We'll you know, Obama had a meeting here in Washington last night with the freshman class of Democrats. Um, apparently, they all got bussed over last night from the Capitol, and Obama met with them privately here in Washington last night. And some of the reporting out of that this morning is that Obama cautioned a lot of the freshman Democrats, kind of along the ways that Steny Hoyer was talking about, about don't sow your oats too quickly. You yeah. know, there's a phrase up on yeah. the Hill that freshmen are to be seen and not heard. 
Um, this particular class of freshman Democrats apparently want to be heard all the time about right. all things. One of the things Obama apparently said to them last night was when you come up with these policies, be bold and be aggressive and try to think up new things. But one of the things Obama said to them last night was you need to look at the price tag. You need to look at the price tag of these things that you were proposing. Because if you are proposing a policy that is going to dramatically impact somebody's pocketbook, they are not going to go along with you. Mm -hmm. they right. are not going Unless to you don't have to read it to pass it like Obamacare, right? We have to pass it before we read it. I was, I was actually standing there when Nancy Pelosi said that, and uh, if my jaw could drop to the floor, it probably. Would. Sarah, what do you want to talk about? What, well, we what what's lot, fun we, out there? Come and there's on. lots. Are going you bored on. by this? Um, no, I am still sort of here, but. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to the cutoff point, though. You, well, you have that look lot. that my spouse has when she, when she looks at me <laughs> sometimes. Like, I give a half shit about this, but anyway, we'll move on. Um, there's a lot going on in, sport, in yeah. sports. Gronk announced his oh, retirement. McGregor that was bigger news than the Mueller overnight. report. That was huge. I guarantee yeah. more U.S. more people in the United States cared about Gronk than the Mueller report. <laughs> I said this I to do you. Too. I do I want to see the Gronk moment. report because there's got to be things in that. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, my God. Of course. That would be legendary. We need a report on Gronk. I, I mean, I think I knew this, but I was yeah, shocked I that like he only played did. nine years. 29 years old. And he's, yeah, I know. I know. He's rich. Um, Never spent like a dollar of his NFL his, money. Apparently, his beautiful girlfriend got uh, body shamed. On she posted a picture of her and some. She's a swim Sports S Illustrated swimsuit model. Okay, uh, but they were making fun of her hip bone. Like it was crazy. The stuff people were saying, <laughs> like against her, was I was like, who are these people? One thing I'll say about well. him, which is amazing to me, is that there are a couple of individuals in sports that transcend sports. Yeah, yeah. My twelve-year-old who does not watch the New England Patriots because her father forces her to watch the right. awful New York Giants every weekend. She knows who Gronk is because Gronk hosts the Nickelodeon Kids Awards. Oh yeah, he's going to be everywhere. He has transcended sports. Movies. Is yeah, he, I mean, Gronk does have that personality. Is he the next rock? Or he, I think he stays in the comedy lane. Probably. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I think he will too. Well, I, I think, think he could a be a rock. Sports network that's in need of a Monday night football analyst at this moment. Oh, I don't and, know about uh, that. Peyton Manning's already turned them down, so we'll maybe see. that's. Oh my God, Gronk would be so, so Gronk, good. Gronk uh, retired. Gronk retired. Um, I'm sure you're both watching Mar March Madness. The Duke game was really big. Duke Were you great. watching? I was. That was disappointing that they won. Yeah, I was kind of running against them a little. Everybody is. There's uh, another like New England Patriot. You're like, oh, there they go again. Well, well go ahead. I was in Vegas for the first weekend uh, for this March Madness trip. And in Vegas, um, and the reason I bring this up is that everyone is about to experience this next year. Last year, the U.S. Supreme Court passed or, or knocked down the prohibition against sports gambling in this country. Uh, Ted Leonsis is working on a section of the Capital One Arena right now, turning the old green turtle. Charlestown Raceway book. has sports Charlestown Raceway. Yeah, I so know. That's going to be huge. What I saw this weekend is what you were all going to see soon, right. which is Great. March Madness in a sports book. And I can tell Guys you. Guys drinking a lot, women drinking a lot, it is betting, one, losing their money. Yeah, it was, I was going to say, what? It was crazy. wonderful. No, it was wonderful. Total chaos. It was like if your sports pick sheet came to life by the work of a fairy godmother and suddenly became a city. You can bet individually on each game. You can make halftime bets if the game is not going your way. Um, it was so much fun. And here's the thing. This has been going on for years. Governments have been asleep well, at the true, wheel, yeah. allowing revenue to just 
flow through the black market. Weed, gambling, what else? We're great. I mean, we're moving. Legalized prostitution. That's my next thing. I say well, decriminalize it. Is, it. Isn't it? Is it legal in Vegas? Um, yeah, in Nevada, in Nevada, prostitution is legal. In so they have everything. Some districts, I think. Drugs, gambling, prostitution. Uh, hey, I mean, let's head towards Amsterdam. <laughs> I mean, we've all had a good time there. Why not? So you had a you had a couple. Of, how how does a plane that's supposed to go? Wait, it went to Edinburgh, right? Yeah. Did you see the story? Five hundred miles out of its way. Plane landed. landed five hundred. They went five hundred miles. They didn't realize where they were going. How does that happen? I have no idea. That's insanely... Oh, it's scary, but then it's not because you do hear these stories all the time, like how close planes come Weren't to they like... they supposed to go to the Netherlands and they went to... They, yeah, they went to southern England. You put it in but, autopilot. This doesn't seem that shocking to me. Well, uh, given what's happened with the uh, 737 Supermax 8 and 9s lately, I'm not so sure autopilot is at the top <laughs> of a lot of people's <laughs> favorite things on an airplane. Right? Uh-huh. So well, I'll true. take the odd pilot who flies 100 miles under his own discretion rather than just flipping a switch on the plane and letting it go on its own devices. Is that why he did it? Is that why they ended up 500 I, I miles off course? I think they got the wrong paperwork and they uh, put it, yeah. Oh, okay, but it, okay. kind of crazy story. It's like you plug in the wrong address into Waze, you know? You How many times does drive that into happen? A, lake. a lot, exactly. Yeah. Some Fox 5 good news. What's going on here? We always love the so dirt here. So do you remember, obviously, we had our uh, officer who had to take down uh, oh, yeah. the individual who yes. so she returned last night. This oh her first day Officer back. Officer Thompson returned first really? day back. Well, yeah. yeah, we're actually gonna have a little cake for her later today. Oh good. Uh, yeah. So it took a while to get everything through the process right, of right. you know clearance and. Well, so she was forth. great. Thank God she yeah. took action because so she's back, that gentlemen. One of the things uh, when was, you know and you led us through that. Um, one of the things I, I took away from that, and I was very proud of my colleagues, was you, you, you met with us the next day to kind of explain the length and breadth of what was going on and all, yeah. the, all the considerations that had to be made about that. But what I was really happy about with my colleagues was one of the very first questions somebody asked was, how was she doing? Yeah. Yeah. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That, that touched me. Oh, and I, yeah. And I, I hope that that got back to her. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. The, the We've been talking. So she's for her has been she's back. She worked last night. And, That's great. Uh, so, yeah, that's great news. Yeah, that was huge What's news. going on in your life? No ring yet, I um, say. I actually, the engagement ring has been... Per- has been what? Yes. When are we I wait? know. I know. Thank we, you. Now I'm waiting on the proposal. Will we have it next week? Uh, no, I believe it's going to take two weeks for it to be fitted. So I believe I'll be engaged sometime in mid-April. Are you going to put it on before the proposal, or are you going to give it to him to then propose? That's a great question. You know, I am a modern bride. I may wear it for a few days. Are you Just in charge to- of your own proposal? No, I'm leaving that up to him, but I okay. am in charge of the engagement photos. Because he's already said that he'll say no. Is he gonna, I wanted to do that. Is he, he going like, to wear an no. engagement ring himself? No. Do men wear engagement? He's like a little well, old school. He, he's oh, he is I'm, old school. Yeah, okay. he's sort of I'm a little old school. But I am currently looking for a plane because we met on a plane. So mm-hmm. I'm in charge of the engagement pictures, and we're going to recreate an has engagement he, shoot on a your, plane. Well, you know, there's this know? one in England that goes know? 500 miles. Your dad's, to the come your on, dad's still alive, correct? Who? Your dad? No, my father's passed, and Dan's. Both of our dads are passed. Do you have a brother? I have a brother. So is he going to call your brother for... Uh... Already dead. Wow. He asked my brother, my mom, and my 13-year-old That's so niece. nice. So they've all been in the loop. Did They're he get very excited. yeses from all three? He did, yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a great moment. No. no, they're all very excited. My mom calls him all the time, and she already calls him her son-in-law, so she's so excited to have a son-in-law. Uh, yeah, so we're the wedding's all planned. We're just... Well, I will, wow. impart, I will yeah. impart to you the one piece of advice I give all newlyweds. That, yeah, what is that? that is this. 
this. Pay more attention to your marriage than you do to your wedding day because it's going to last a heck of a lot longer. I appreciate that. We're already in therapy, so, you know, I've got that covered. We do. We go every month. Welcome it's the to best. the club. <laughs> exactly, right? It's like the best. It's like... Keeps us together. <laughs> so I'm like, there's actually three people in our marriage: the two of us and our therapist. Well, you've, you've, <laughs> and on you know, that note, misery so, loves company. So, exactly. real quick, so friends of ours, he just turned sixty. Okay. Okay, and he is married to a 33 year old, and they just Get had out. he had his first child. So at, at 60. At 60. Oh my so god! Could you imagine the feeding the the. Well, see, though, but if you're 60 I, I mean, and you're first yeah. kid. I, I'm actually getting heart palpitations. My father. He is a commercial for vasectomy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my father was 50 when I was born. I really? Have was no, he fit? I have no memory of the man without gray hair. No. Wow. No, my kids don't uh, have a memory of me with hair. So <laughs> That's crazy. Back in the day, that's yeah. amazing that he was 50. That was like for. 60 years old. So, God bless so him. So don't worry. You yeah. got a lot of time. Oh my God! Are you? Ca- but I admire people at sixty. I think it's hard. I'm exhausted now. He does have. He's very, he's financially set, so that helps. That does change things. It, you need all a kidding aside, it does. Yeah, it does. I know. I mean, to have a kid at sixty, you need to be. That's why I'm pumping out the kid now, so my mom can come down, so she can take care of it, because I cannot be disturbed at night. <laughs> you are, so you are, go? are you getting a night, are you surprise, get a night nurse or a night nanny? That's my mom. Yeah. Absolutely, oh, my oh. mom is like my mom's greatest regret is she didn't have more kids. So I'm like, you're gonna take care of mine. Because I, all, mm-hmm. you know, these nightmares. But I mean, come on, you guys have kids. Like, it seems like now, though, the kids completely run the show. Like, my friends, the kids run the show. They dictate I, almost I when they go to bed. I haven't had kids in a long time, so. Well, and your well, daughter's, what do you mean like, what, 11 run now? The show? They dictate um, where they want to eat, where they want to yeah, go, they, what they, they want to do. A lot of the, but that's the parents. parents consult them yeah. a lot on when they want to go to bed. The kids get up at night. They get to use the iPad. Then they go back down. It's part of our, yeah, it's part of we're, our problem. We're Don't you big. lock it in the room and then it like it just cries oh, he, itself out? He, he forces his kid to watch the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> that's torture. Your poor daughter. We might have to call child cruel, social yeah. services. <laughs> <laughs> cruel beatdown. We administer the Fitzgerald. Hey, the whole game? Yeah. Oh. We, we might need to call somebody. Yeah, that's that, awful. That is tough. I, well, especially the last three years. Well, you know, if um, you aren't stern with children, they will, you know. Remember this about kids, though, by the way. Jerry Seinfeld had this. Okay. Line. Children are here to replace us. They're not your friends, okay? <laughs> We're not here to be friends, okay? I need, that's so true. I need true. a chair and a bullwhip as long as I can to keep this tiger off of me. Because they are here. I'm one to bad podcast from being replaced. I, I know. Well, this is for the next show, but yeah. I will tell you the funny thing that I get asked now is do you feel like it's irresponsible to have a kid with climate change? So that's what we what? get. Seriously? Now. Yeah, for real. For real. People really yeah. ask us that. Yeah. Do you feel like it's irresponsible well, to have a child? They, AOC was saying that not Yeah, too long ago. that people need to start thinking. But we that's a whole other conversation. So that we're we just need. not going to have kids anymore. People are really considering it because of kids. climate change. That's fine with me. We're going to let the pandas <laughs> take over. The pandas. Critters. The pandas will rule I'll, everything, and they I'll, can't figure out how to have a panda baby on their own without us. I know. I'll like my grandkids, kids. maybe, but that's about it. Wow. <laughs> and this is why we don't have like a babysitting you know, option here. Just for that, I'm calling Mrs. Yes. Fitzgerald. We're going to have some more kids, okay? Yes. <laughs> All right, Fitz, again, tell us people where they can follow you. Um, you're um, great on Sundays, your podcast. Evenings, 5, 6, 6.30 here on Fox 5 on the news. 6.30. Uh, or, or we go on the uh, on the air Sunday mornings at seven, okay, uh, till eight thirty, and then it's on the hill at eight thirty. Your first voice in Sunday morning talk, leading up to Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace at nine a.m. 
great. You're always so good. Thank you wow, for bringing like the commercial. political. I know you're. I gotta get my plugs in. You were good. Thanks for breaking it down in. for us. Thanks Patrick, for having me. This was fun. Where yes. can people follow you? You now have like teaser audio options. I, I mean, your podcast game is stepping up for the one year. We got one, two weeks left. <laughs> has it been a year already? <laughs> two weeks, yeah. We're going to do a big celebration. Most gonna, people quit at seven. We're gonna this wa- man has hung in there for an entire you year, do, has not been fired. You do. Been oh, don't you just oh, jinx oh, me. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll edit, we'll edit. We'll Replacing edit. me next week. We'll edit it out. <laughs> Soon it's going to be the McGonagall report. Yeah. But, you know, it's all good. Well, it's been nice to be on the finale. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Welcome. You do have the best logo of any podcast at Fox 5, though. He does, right? It's not good. We yeah. Is there like a podcast logo awards? Yeah. Mm, no, should. there is a logo. There is we a should. podcast awards. Yeah, you need I, to submit. I'm not going to win that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people do. I'll submit next year. <laughs> people do that at the Emmys, though. They find the most obscure category yeah. they could possibly come I up with. Submit and they go, I'm going to enter that because nobody else is going to enter that. So podcast logo i still need to be on your podcast after i get fired because okay. then okay, i can yeah, speak I my say, mind yesterday we were talking about the dude that spiked his co-workers drinks with lsd like what are you gonna say what are you Who gonna hasn't add done to that, that? <laughs> okay, all right you guys we'll see you next week Bye. all right thanks